Thank you for tuning in to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Let the show begin. Hey, Emre. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on our podcast for Z Code. We're absolutely thrilled to have you on. I'd like to get a better understanding of your personal background. Could you fill us in on where you're from and where did you grow up? Uh, hi, Jake. Hi, Z Coders. It's an honor for me to have the opportunity to take part in this podcast. Uh, I'm Imre, I'm 43 years old and I'm from Hungary, which is in Central Europe. Uh, I live in a small town called Nadudvar, and um, it's a little town with only 9,000 inhabitants. I'm married, I have a one-year-old boy, and uh, I work as a secondary school and primary school teacher. All right. So you have the, you're, you're definitely much into education then. Yes. And uh, sports comes hand in hand because it's all about learning as well, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, I guess so. I'm from Hungary, as I have mentioned. Uh, in Hungary, uh, there is only one um, official bookmaker. Uh, it's the National Gambling RTD. Uh, they have so-called lottery offices all around the country where you can buy tickets for many kinds of lottery and you can fill in your sports betting tickets as well. Most of the bettors in Hungary go there to bet. They sit around the tables and they discuss the possible outcomes of the games, but most of them still bet on freeway betting types. They bet on five, six, or seven game parlays. So actually, they they are often doomed before they send their tickets to the game. The atmosphere is usually good in these offices. They tell jokes, but uh, there are some who are jealous and spread negative energy. Uh, thank God the RTD runs an online platform as well, so I can bet from home. Mm, in uh, 2015, the government uh, tried to ban the big international online bookies like Bet365, Unibet, Pineapple, and William Hill. But uh, young bettors always find a way uh, to spread and share alternative links to those to these bookmakers, where the odds are much higher and the number of events are much higher. So um, actually, these big uh, bookmakers couldn't have been blocked fully. Right. So let's move on to the next okay. question. I naturally have to ask you, how did you get into betting? And this is going to be interesting because of what seems like to be a rather small scene in Hungary. You still managed to get into it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I. I inherited uh, the love of all kinds of sports from my father. As a kid, I, I played football after school. Uh, I played handball and tennis, and uh, by now only tennis remained from all these. Uh, I got in touch with sports betting when I was only 13. Uh, that was 1990. In those days, the only way of sports betting in Hungary was buying a ticket with a list of football games on it. Mm -hmm. The name of the game was Toto and uh, you had to choose from one for the home team, two for the visitor and X for the draw. Toto and Sports, two, yes. 
Porto Spa. Do you know? Do you know the expression? Well, yes. my oh. my grandfather in Poland also got me into betting. Wonderful. From that, Wonderful. it was a newspaper, wasn't it? And you could uh, do your analysis yeah. from the newspaper and then go into the actual shop and yes, place your so, bets. So it was very hard. It was it, these were tough times because the full list had thirteen plus one games, uh, all free freeway bets. So I didn't even realize then how hard it was to hit the jackpot. But I tried hard and at the age of 16, I hit 13. And from my winnings, I bought a pair of trainers and a tennis racket. When I was 21, things got better because uh, odds-based betting appeared in Hungary run by the National Gambling RTD. So uh, you had more freedom to choose from a list of 200 games, but... Uh, uh, in the next 10 years, they offered only freeway bettings. Uh, you could only bet on the winners. Mm. And uh, betting on the winner, including OT or betting on totals or both to score market only appeared about 10 years later when online betting companies started to build up their business in Hungary. Mm-hmm. So I had glorious days, but uh, I think I had my losses, but I paid for my mistakes, and I think I have learned many lessons until now. How much progression have you witnessed over the last few years in terms of life betting and things that were not available back in the days but became available now? Uh, there is a very re- reduced uh, uh, opportunity to. Uh, bet on live games or by the National Gambling RTD. So if you want to live from betting live games, you had to be an account uh, at Bet365 or Unibet if you can make it. Many years later, you were probably scavenging information online and you came across Z-Code. Is that the actual case is that how you got into the community or tell us your story <laughs> yes that's right about two or three years ago i i won about just as much as i lost and i felt that i am stuck i felt that i i'm close to the big breakthrough but uh, it just didn't want to happen and I read a lot of articles on betting in, on the internet. I tried to obtain books about betting because I wanted to be better and better day by day. Uh, if I found something useful, I downloaded or copy pasted it on my computer and I collected a huge pile of betting guides about systems, bankroll management, betting strategies and and so on. And I then I found Z code and I realized immediately this site will help me to get to the other side so i joined z code and i got more than i expected because i found a friendly betting community uh, with positive site positive attitude and every member transmits and represents this in hungary people in betting communities are often rude and do not tolerate when uh, when you're when, you, when an expert gives a bad pick, you know, and uh, they are often jealous as well. Mm-hmm. 
and the atmosphere is negative. At Z code, I turn to be profitable, and I'm very grateful for that. That's very important point that you touched on is that there is a huge turnover of people putting out picks online. And let's just say they come from all the all the countries worldwide and you know they tend to charge for picks. They you pay someone fifty dollars, you pay someone a hundred dollars. Sometimes people charge even thousand dollars for two picks. And let's just say there's nothing like a fixed match. There's nothing like yes. a guaranteed bet. And this is probably the mentality that Zico wants you to understand as well. You have this, let's just say, multiple books of information from experts. None of them say you are going to become a winner tomorrow or the day after. But once you compile that information, once you read, and I'm sure you understand and I'm sure you're the same because you come from an educational background, the education is eventually going to make you progress in a specific area. You can learn to bet, you can learn everything about sports betting and you can become like an actual <laughs> figure of bet, uh, betting community. Absolutely. And I, feel, I, I definitely feel that about you because you've, you went from, you know, the breakthrough that like you said, you, you started making picks that are becoming profitable and you can see that from your picks on the Z code wall. Um, you're putting them out daily. You have quite a nice following as well at this stage. People rely on your picks, they bet on them and you're winning four out of five picks, four out of four picks each day, which is remarkable. And you know, even if you lose and it happens to everyone, you have a losing day. Even when you lose, you're not going to be chastised by people saying, oh my God, how dare you lose a pick and all that stuff. It's, it's great. It, that positivity is very uh, understated. Yes. yes that that's positivity true. definitely helps you with uh, progression as well. So I want to understand a bit more about your systems and your strategies. Obviously, don't reveal too much. We want to keep it secret for most part. <laughs> <laughs> but getting into your systems, you're famous for your singles. So football picks, very standard, very simple, but profitable. What's your basic strategy behind it? How do you make your analysis? Perhaps I would like to start with, with my uh, basic strategy, okay? Uh, I think we betters must be sure um, we won't beat ourselves before the bookies could beat us. If we don't beat ourselves, then we can prepare to be the bookies. So my strategy starts at not to beat myself. The first point is that 90% uh, of my bets are single bets. It is uh, very crucial. Actually, it would have to be 100%, but sometimes odds are so low on my choices that I put two 1.35 odds together to have a normal bet with decent odds. But single bets are very important. The second uh, basic uh, point is I only play maximum of two game parlays. I know many people betting five or six or seven game parlays, but you know, these are own goals, I think. These are just opportunities for the 
bookmakers to beat you easily. I always make a maximum of uh, two game parlays. The third thing is I always make uh, only two-way bets. Uh, every decision is, is hard to be made and it is not easy to beat the bookies, so I just can't allow to make three-way bets. It's, it's always another chance for the bookie to beat you. I always bet on goals instead of winners. I like, I like unders especially, under 2.5, under 3.5 in football, but in ice hockey and, uh, and baseball, I also prefer unders. Okay. Uh, another two-way two bet is the both-to-score market, where my kind of play is usually the no. I, I expect either of the teams or both of them to fail to score. Usually it works for me. I also like Asian handicaps bets, but usually I only go for the underdog and not for the favorite. I have a good sense of spotting when a team is underestimated by the bookies. I like the dogs plus 1.5 more than the favorites minus 1.5. Um, finally, the double chance bets are also very good. Uh, it can cash you some extra profit. I prefer draw or the dog. Uh, it's it can pay you high sum of money, uh, but um, the draw or the favorite uh, has only low odds. Uh, it can only be good for two game parlays. The fourth part of my strategy is that I always avoid a popular and well-known leagues. I always try to select games from these lower leagues or less known leagues where the bookies don't have uh, much information about the games. I think it's very important. And uh, the five, uh, number five is another important question, flat betting or progressions. I personally prefer flat bets, but I need some freedom to jump up and down between one and five unit stakes. My unit numbers always depend on the conf on the confidence, how confident I am and how high value does the bet represent. I always besiege the bookies every day. One unit bets are just arrows, but five unit bets are are usually bombs in in this war. These right. are my basic strategies. You know, oftentimes people find it really tough to get outside of their comfort zone in terms of the sports that they bet on. For example, I always struggle to get outside of esports and tennis as a whole because I felt really connected to those sports and expanding my expanding my book was um, wasn't really on my agenda as such because I feel comfortable, whereas you tend to have a wide variety of bets. You jump out and you have, you know, tennis, football and so on. I find it really interesting. So how do you find the stability to bet on so many different sports? Actually, I'm interested in every kind of sports and, and yes, it's a passion. And, and sooner or later, I want to make living out of it. Uh, 
after getting up, I usually watch the game recaps of last night's NHL games one by one. I can't watch them live uh, as the first games of the day starts at 1, pay, 1 a.m. Central European time. And the last place usually starts about 4.30 a.m. So I, I often post pics on NHL and it's essential to see these recaps. After breakfast, I I sit in front of my computer and I start the work. I use Ben Explorer to glance through all the games of the day and I try to find the best thoughts for the games. I usually analyze football first. I always look for the value and hunt possible both to score no picks under two and a half or under three and a half goal games, but I also like the double chance bets or the plus 1.5 Asian handicap bets. Uh, I mentioned I always look for the value. I always analyze the stats for the matches. I mean, uh, last five games played, home and away stats and the head to head history. In the afternoon, I start focusing on NHL, MLB or NBA picks. And then in the evening, I go to bed. <laughs> so, so, so your analysis is based on your actual personal perception of the matches themselves. So you watch highlights and then you make your analysis based on what you saw. Uh, do you have any statistical analysis going into those in, going into this as well, or is it purely based on your feeling? I always, I always uh, study the stats, of course. I have, uh, I have many pile of notes. I, I lead Excel tables about statistics. I, I, I use them every day. Mm -hmm. I will tell you about these later. All right, cool. So moving on to the next question, what tools do you generally use in and out of Z code? Okay, uh, let's start with uh, soccer. Uh, for finding the under soccer picks and both to score picks, I use soccer body at Z code, uh, but ProSocastest.com is also very useful. For American sports, NHL, NBA, MLB, and NFL, I use the detailed game analysis of Z code. The, the predictions are really good. I like that the uh, percentages of the possibility are always given, just like the percentage of confidence. Plus, I always read the comments under each matchup. I like uh, this prediction section because uh, Z code warns of the possible Vegas traps. When I see the emblem of the trap, I usually try to avoid that certain game or I think twice how to act in this situation. Um, for finding the games and the correct and best odds, I use Bat Explorer. I think that's all. All right, um, that's all very interesting. Um, I want to move on to something different now, slightly. Obviously, okay. we had very interesting times, and I say we had, but 
we still do kind of, even though sports are sort of coming back slowly, uh, the quarantine is still in some parts of the world. Um, obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic is still pretty much strong, especially in the US. But there was a time of uncertainty, we could say, because we went from having all these sports, football every day, everything was great, tennis, hockey, everything was going on. And then all of a sudden, all of that stopped. And we had the time where we had to transition to something else. So obviously, time of uncertainty resulted in a lot of people losing jobs and so on. But um, people within Z code have managed to find a way to still make money somehow during that time. And uh, it was all partially to uh, the remarkable work that the management has done, such as Mike and Alberto have managed to turn things around and accommodate to the needs of people very quickly. And it's the, the quick response that is very important in a sports environment like this, because one day you have everything, the next day that you have nothing. So how did you make the change from having all of the sports available to having pretty much not much available? You were presented with the stuff like table tennis and what did you bet on exactly? How did you make your money during quarantine? During the quarantine, I didn't stop working. I kept on betting on leagues that still went on and I made some diggings into esports, which I didn't know at all. I think a sports investor must move on and must find his way through the difficulties. If you want to make your living out of betting, you cannot feel you have learned enough. You must learn something every day. So I started to learn everything about Z code, I, uh, everything about uh, eSports. I think there's a good uh, e-book on Z code about eSports. I started to read it. Then I realized that it's better to find someone on Z code who knows about eSports a lot. So I found Adam and I usually followed Adam's uh, picks on eSports. Uh, I, I didn't bet on table tennis because I don't know much about it and uh, I didn't have any success while betting on table tennis. So I, I gave it up early. Now beside these I organized my notes and uh, everything about betting and uh, I also had time for developing new systems for the next season of ice hockey. Uh, so that was a hard period but I think I had enough successful esports betting that I made my profit. All right so that actually touches quite a lot on the next question that I was going to ask you is your personal advice on people how they can accommodate when they're only seasonal betters and that is very common within the Zico community you're going to have people coming back for ba baseball for example when baseball starts in summer and then uh, they will probably stop betting um, closer to the end of the season or wait till the end of the season and then once playoffs happen they will wait for the next season um, 
obviously that's a personal choice, but um, in terms of betting, you are very flexible. What if you are specialized in one or two sports? This is a great thing because you bet on sports that you know all about. Uh, stick to one sport and one league. This should be the way of doing it. However, if your hockey season is over or your favorite soccer league is finished or as we could see, unfortunately, uh, nearly all sports events get canceled for uncertain period of time. It's a tough challenge to survive. When the COVID break uh, out, first I didn't know what to do. No NBA, still we have NHL. No NHL, still we have some remote football leagues in Turkey and Taiwan. I knew I had to keep on betting on sports which were available. Uh, however, slowly everything just got frozen. Yet there was always esports, and uh, I followed, as I mentioned, I followed Adam's picks. Uh, so it's very good at Z code that you can always find an expert who is a mastermind of a sport. And if you leave your comfort zone and if you risk your money on an other sport you can always rely on z code experts hmm. and that's that's a great point my next question is having developed so many systems and spread them across so many different sports which one is your favorite in terms of what is your favorite sport that you feel most connected to that's an easy question for me. Uh, perhaps today's Z coders know me for my soccer unders and both to score nose, but uh, the truth is that my favorite sport is ice hockey. I like NHL very much and all the European hockey leagues, of course, especially Russian MHL and VHL. I made most of my winnings on these three in my life. In VHL, I make profit betting on under because games there are usually low scoring. And I always made a lot of live bets in games which ended up in a draw. I tend to bet on the option that the game reaches the shootout and bet 3, 6, 5, paid for it really well. In MHL, I also go for the under and I like when games end up in a tie because bookies usually offer nearly equal odds for both the huge favorite and the big dog. Uh, to win the game when the game goes into the overtime shootout phase. They can offer you about 1.80 or 1.85 live votes for the 1.15 or 1.20 pre-game favorite. And this is always a good business, I think. Um, the quality of the attackers of the favorite or the reflexes of their goaltender will not get reduced just because it's over time now. So I think these these odds are just gold mines. So I keep on betting uh, pre-game big favorites every in-game when it goes to overtime and it makes profit, believe me. NHL is a different case, I think. Uh, I don't like going for either just the favorite or the dog when betting on NHL. In American leagues, uh, no matter what sport we are talking about, any team can win. Uh, 
the team sitting on the last spot can be the first team of the league or conference anytime. So it's hard to hit uh, the winners when there are matches every day in NHL 82 games per team per season. So I developed a different approach for betting on NHL. I based on this kind of approach on the idea that within a season, certain teams behave in similar conditions, in similar situations, in a similar way. Uh, for example, how does Boston react when they come home after tiring four-game road trip? Do they usually fight and win or they rather rest and let this game go? Uh, so I determined eight factors that I always examine at both teams before each game. This is a huge work, but it worth the effort, I think. The eight factors I analyze in NHL are the following. First, uh, the first thing is the factor I mentioned. Uh, I call it the resting home factor. Home teams returning from an at least four game road trip tend to let the first game at home go. Uh, the second factor is the end of the road aspect. Some teams uh, tend to lose their last road game after a, an at least four game road trip. Number three is the back to back uh, factor. It's, it's easy. Uh, certain teams tend to lose when playing on back to back days. That's simple. Uh, the fourth one is the division war aspect. It means that certain teams uh, are sharper when playing versus division opponents, especially in NHL, and take it more seriously than a normal game. The fifth one is the empty gun aspect. It's a strange one. After scoring five or more goals in the previous game, certain teams just struggle next time in the next game. The sixth one is the KO factor. When a team gets knocked out by five or more goals, they tend to bounce back quickly and they transform into a fierce enemy in a short time. The seventh factor I usually analyze is the overtime curse or the fatigue factor. When a team is forced to play at least two or more OT games in a row, they usually get tired and lose sooner or later. And the eighth one is the revenge factor. Within the same season, a loss versus a certain team is often followed by a win versus the same team. Uh, for all the eight factors, I take notes in Excel table using green for won games and red for losses. So uh, I can easily spot if a factor is strong in case of a certain team or not. The really big bomb is, uh, is the game when one of the teams has one or two strong factors, while the opponents have uh, factors full of red, for example, seven or eight reds in a row. So that's how I bet on ice hockey, and that's why it is my favorite sport. So with the years of experience that you've gathered over the last years, <laughs> um, I want to ask you the next question, which brings on something that I tend to ask quite often. 
but the answer tends to be different from everyone. And I love to have your input on this as well. How do you go about a negative streak generally? What is your strategy? A negative streak is one of the worst enemy of a batter. Uh, I myself made a lot of mistakes in the past because I didn't know how to handle these situations. Uh, remember, you cannot jump into the water without getting wet. Losses will come. No matter how winners you're having now all in a row, always prepare for the lost bets. So the best thing is to risk only 1% of your bankroll on a bet. If you have only a bank of $100, your stake should be $1, of course. When you reach the $200 limit, you raise your stakes up for two and so on. So if you are patient and, and you're not greedy, you can go up to a level when your bet size is $1,000. It is also a good idea to wait before you collect a decent bankroll. You can only make money out of money, you know. Uh, when, when the bad streak happens, you had better quit for a day, I think. Just go on a trip and it'll clear your mind. Usually it helps. If you keep on pushing your bets or raise your stakes because you're angry or want to have your losses back too soon, you are doomed. It is also a good idea to stop for one day or two when you want too much. Just rest all the next day. You deserve, you deserve it and uh, after a hard day of work. So it can also be very dangerous when you win too much and you get into some state of euphoria and um, you might feel you're unbeatable, invincible. Don't do this. I always advise my fellow batters to uh, set up a plan. Uh, the plan is very important. Set up a goal for yourself. How much do you want to win a year? How much money per year would change your life or would help you to live a more comfortable life? Write it on a paper. If you reach it by October, quit betting. Divide the desired sum of money by 12. This will be your monthly goal. If you win all of it by the 24th of the month, quit betting for the rest of the month. Divide your desired monthly winnings by four. This will be your goal to reach within a week. If you are ready by Wednesday, you must be a happy person. Sit down and enjoy your family and your life. This is very important to stop when you have reached your target sum. There is nothing for you to do on a betting site for a while. You have what you came for. Just stop it. If you, can, if you continue betting uh, after reaching your goals, you will be broke uh, because you're not there to win. You're there to lose. It's a great it's a great answer that you've given us because I think the betting environment as a whole is based around greed. And no matter how much money people win, they will always want to win more. And having a goal like yourself where you win X amount and you're gonna quit betting for the rest of the month, rest of the week, rest of the day, and so on, it's absolutely fantastic because this sets you on um, the ability to not overbet, to have that mentality where you basically just 
win x amount and that's that's all you need you're going to move on with your day you're going to enjoy the rest of your day the family um, and so on i absolutely love it uh, i can't enforce it how important in the, it is for everyone to follow your ideology it's a remarkable piece of educational piece for everyone and i hope people eventually will learn from it or rather learn from their mistakes and follow your path <laughs> so last question are you working on any systems right now anything interesting now that most of, most of the sports are coming back now i'm working on possible ice hockey systems i mentioned before that i always bet on favorites uh, in game betting when a hockey game is draw after three periods i'm trying to develop a system of it now i found out that of course it would be more profitable uh, playing them in progression bets than in flat bets so right now i'm back testing uh, all known european leagues uh, even second leagues in order to check the profit how deep bankroll do we need to play it comfortably how many d e or f bets i have to prepare for how can i reuse the losses when a bet streak comes and so on i analyzed 17 leagues so far and i i back tested it with the last two seasons by september i think i will be ready with the last three seasons and uh, of course i will tell you guys at z code all about the results uh, in the beginning of september Thank you for listening to our Z Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.